Welcome to Time of Restoration broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. A day to magnify the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, you know, our provider, a day for us to magnify him, you know, and exalt his name. As, as uh, David says, let us, uh, he says, David says, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. And the praise of God should always be in our mouths. Thankful, you know, how he's protected us throughout the night. Woke us up and here he has provided for us a new day. And everything that we need for this day, you know, it will take care of itself in this day. And we just thank God for that. I'm going to be reading uh, about eight to nine verses of Psalms 89 before I go into my lesson for today. And it says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. And the heavens shall praise thy wonders, O Lord, thy faithfulness also in the congregation of the saints. For who in the heaven can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be had in reverence of all them that are about him. O Lord, God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto thee or to thy faithfulness round about thee. Thou rootest the raging of the sea when the waves thereof arise. Thou stillest them. So we just thank God for those nine verses of Psalms 89. And I like the verse that talked about the fact that he says, I said, but with my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. And, you know, me, with me being an elderly person, I like to make sure that when my grandchildren are around me, 
or young people, I like to talk about the faithfulness of God to them, you know, and it's very important that they realize how faithful God is. And I think it's a good thing when grandparents can can instill that in their children, the faithful the faithfulness of God. And he says, I have made a covenant with my chosen, which were the, the, the Jews. He, he made a covenant with them. And I have sworn unto David, thy servant, thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. And when we look at that, we realize that, you know, David died and... Um, And but that is a prophetic uh, announcement there in light of his throne, that David's throne will be established forever. And the reason why it will be because of Jesus is because of Jesus. It says uh, this psalm was written to describe the glorious reign of David. God had promised to make David the, the mightiest king on earth and to keep his descendants on the throne forever. And that's found in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 8 through 16. But Jerusalem was destroyed, and kings no longer reigned there. So these verses can only look forward prophetically to the future reign of Jesus Christ, David's descendant. So Psalms 89 and 27 says, is a prophecy concerning David's never-ending dynasty, which will reach its fulfillment and highest expression in Christ's future reign over the world. So we know that eventually Christ is going to come and rule and reign, because right now Satan is the prince of the air. And he and this this world is in chaos, uh, but we do not have to be moved by what we see going on because we are in Christ and Christ Jesus is in us. So we don't have to be concerned. Just like the Psalms I read earlier, Psalms eight and nine, when it was talking about how uh, he says that rules the raging of the sea. And when the waves thereof arise, thou stillest them. You know, even though the storm and sea can uh, create a lot of waves and, and noise and sound, but then on the other hand, God can take that same ocean of water and bring calmness. And that's what happens to us, even when we think about, you know, our lives. Many of us are facing troubles and tribulations and trials and, in, and are in turmoil. But when we look and when we call on the name of Jesus, you know, our, our troubles, you know, sometimes don't stop. But the peace that we get in the midst of that trouble takes over. And the peace of God is ruling in our hearts. So we just thank God for that, for that Psalms. I'm going to be going to the throne of grace. And Father God, I ask for forgiveness for anything I might have said or done that would hinder this prayer. I thank God for the fact that the, rail, the, the veil has been rented from the top to the bottom and has given us all access to enter into your most 
holy of holies, that we can enter in with boldness and not with timidity, giving you thanksgiving for all that you have done. Even as the psalmist has said about your faithfulness that we can share to the next generation. God, you're faithful that promise. When we are faithless, you are yet faithful. And for that, we thank you. We are praying for leaders of nations all over the world. We are praying for our president. We are praying, oh God, for the Congress, the Senate. We are praying for local mayors and governors. God, we are asking that you would just, you know, just continually to cover those that are in the political arena. Lord, we just ask today that we lift up pastors and leaders of churches, their families, their, their congregations, oh God. And we're asking that you would encourage their hearts today. We're lifting up continually first responders. We're lifting up, oh God, war-torn areas like Ukraine, Africa, Nigeria, different places. We're asking and praying for peace. We're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. You commanded us to pray for them and to pray for their peace. God, today we are lifting up the sick everywhere. I'm asking that you would touch Pastor Kenneth's body, that you would make him whole, that his body should align up with your word in the name of Jesus. God, we're lifting up the elderly. We're lifting up those in nursing homes. God, we're coming against the spirit of suicide, murder, assault, and rape. We are praying that robbers and rapers would be apprehended. God, we are praying today and coming against the spirit of murder and abortion. Oh, God, we are coming against suicide. People shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Lord, we're lifting up restoration and remember, oh, God, every well-wisher. Lord, we are praying for our daycare. Lord, we are thanking you for all that you have done and all that you are yet to do. God, continue to make known your wonders. God, we lifting up those that are involved with, with sex trafficking. God, we are praying that these perpetrators and these uh, uh, pedophiles, Lord, they will be apprehended. Lord, make a way of an escape, oh God, for the people. In the name of Jesus. We love you, Lord, because you first loved us. And Lord, we are continually praying for our community. We're praying for our neighbors. We're praying for backsliders. We're praying and asking God that you would change hearts and minds and desires. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, it says, unless you draw us, unless the Father himself draws up us, men will not be drawn. So, Lord, we're just thanking you for changing hearts and minds and desires and blessing your people everywhere. We bless our enemies today, God. You've commanded us to pray for them and to bless them. And Lord, we just ask, O oh God, that you would let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. We have been teaching uh, from the topic, walking. And we were talking about different aspects of a spiritual walk. Or there are people that walk in fear. There are people that's walking in the newness of life. There are people that's walking by faith. You know, uh, walking describes a lifestyle. And our scripture text that we're using for this teaching is coming from Psalms 1. And it, it says, blessed is the man that walketh not. 
in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall not perish. So we are blessed when we don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Last week, I was discussing, uh, and I read the scripture in 1 John 1 and 6. Uh, and it says, if we say that we have, been, have fellowship with him, meaning Jesus, and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. And the one point that I brought out last week was that according to 1 John 1 and 6, if we confess that we have fellowship with God and walk otherwise or in darkness, we are making false professions. And we read some scriptures in some scriptures in light of that. One of the scriptures we read was Proverbs 26-23. Fervent lips and a wicked heart. And we also had read uh, Isaiah um, 48-1. and 1, Are like an earthen vessel overlaid with silver dross. And we talked about the dross, how as silver heats up, the dross or a mass of all the impurities mixed in with the silver ore separates and begins to form on the surface of the metal. The real value of the silver only comes after the dross is separated and removed. And we had even shared how in, in, in Ezekiel chapter 33, verses 31 to 32, and they come with thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they will not do them. For thou mouth, they show much love, but with thy heart goeth after thy covetousness. So, when we are saying that we have fellowship with God and we are yet abiding in darkness, we are actually creating a false profession. Also, we're going to learn today that 
there's off that we're also manifesting a sinful walk. Not only is there false profession, but there's a sinful walk when we say that we have fellowship with Jesus and yet walk in darkness. Now, Jeremiah 7 verses 24 says, But they hearken not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels and in the imagination of their evil heart and went backward and not forward. So when we do not hearken to the words of God and allow that word to be applicable in every situation of our lives, we're not going to walk forward, but we're going to end up falling back. And, you know, falling back can be done gradually. Sometimes people are backsliding and not even realizing that they are backsliding. You know, they, they start reading the Bible less. They start praying less. They start going to church less. And before you know it, they have no desire to fellowship with God. Now, Ephesians 2 and 2 says, Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of, that, of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. So it looks like a person here that was once walking according to the course of the world has accepted Jesus. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So it looks like those that have accepted Christ are now no longer walking according to the course of the prince of the air, but they are walking in obedience to God's word. So we want to have a walk that's not a sinful walk. Philippians 3.18 says, For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. You know, so uh, Paul was letting the Philippians know, for many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. How many people started out, you know, walking, you know, with the Lord. They had a, a hunger and a thirst after the things of God, but they let that God down. They started fellowshipping with people that didn't have the same purpose that God had for them. And I tell you, you just cannot, you know, uh, always have the same type of friends that you had before you accepted Jesus and think you're going to keep them especially if they have no desire to accept Jesus, if they're going to encourage you to keep your walking forward because they're going to strictly have you to fall back. So it's important that you, you know, walk not in sin, but walk in righteousness. First Peter 4 and 3 says, For the time 
pass of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, and revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries. Second Peter 2.10 says, But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Second Peter 2 and 9 says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the ungodly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. So we want to make sure that when we walk every day as we are walking with the Lord that we are not confessing that we have fellowship with God and walking in sin because we are not in fellowship with him we are out of fellowship when we are practicing sin you see you know we are subject to sin and God has made provision for us in case we do sin in, in 1 John 1 and 9, he says, if by chance you sin, you know, I've, I've, I've created an advocate, you know, a mediator between God and man that you can confess that sin. But when you are practicing sin, you're living every day knowing that you're going to live in sin and you're claiming to have fellowship with Jesus. No, you're walking in sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And, you know, that's why we, we have to take the whole counsel of God. And a lot of people, you know, the, the word is true. We are made the righteousness of God. And we know his grace. You know, he, we are saved by grace. But yet, you know, there are some people that's taking it out of context in the sense where a lot of people think that they can live in a kind of way and think that they are the righteousness of God, you know, but yet that lifestyle is practicing sin you can't be practicing sin and 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 claiming you know that you're the righteousness of god i mean practicing sin i mean living in sin totally you know we are subject to sin because we are we're born in sin and 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 yet we are still battling that sin nature but the greater one lives on the inside of us and as jews says Jude said in uh, verse uh, 28 of the first chapter of Jude, it says, uh, unto him that is able to keep us from falling. Um, and how that we have to trust and stand on his word that lets us know uh, that we, we can live holy. The Bible tells us, I mean, the Bible tells us we can live holy. All we have to do is not uh, walk in the flesh, so we will fulfill the lust of the flesh. But if we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the Bible says, now unto him, in Jude verse 24, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling 
and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen. So we are able to live, you know, above sin. And, you know, Second uh, Peter 3 and 4 says, and saying, uh, where is the promise? <laughs> People don't believe because they've been hearing for years in and years out that Jesus is soon to return and he's going to come back. But people don't believe it because it's been so many years that have passed and he has not yet come. But Jude 1.18 says, How that they told you there should be markers in the last time who shall walk after their own ungodly lust. And they'll be saying and mocking the fact that, oh, Jesus has been saying he's going to come, but he hasn't come yet. So we don't want to be caught with our, we don't want to be caught, you know, off guard. Because like when the thief comes to rob, he doesn't let the, the, the house owner knows. You know, he comes, you know, at an awkward hour. But the thing is that we want to make sure that we are standing on his word. We are walking and living in truth and not walking in sin when we are confessing that we have fellowship with Jesus. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So it's tight, but it's right. God set the standard, you know, and we have to abide by his word. He set the standard. We, we do not want to lean on our own understanding. We have the assurance of salvation. We have the assurance of answered prayer. We have the assurance of forgiveness. We have the assurance of victory in our lives and we just know that god has our back but we want to be true to his word so if you're out there and you have found yourself that you've been confessing that you have fellowship with jesus and yet you're abiding and walking in darkness you are walking in sin so i will be praying for you and if you desire prayer Give us a call at 856-629-1764, and we'll be so happy to pray with you and for you. To you that have never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, repeat this prayer after me. Father God, I believe and I know that you sent your Son in order to save me. I believe in his death his burial, and his resurrection. Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come on the inside of me and live on the inside of me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Be my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. So let someone know that you've accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. Let your sisters or your brothers or your parents even know. And whatever you do, seize the moment to always share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is Lord.
If he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. So we don't want him only just make him our Savior, but make him our Lord. Be blessed.